Hey everyone, welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop. During this season of Lent, we're posting devotional podcasts every Monday through Friday. And you may have noticed that on April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we didn't post any of these podcasts at all. And the reason for that's really very simple. You may have noticed that our world has changed a little bit over the past few weeks. And so we decided that instead of posting simply Lent podcasts, that we needed to refocus just a little bit and really continue to do devotional podcasts that would be available for everyone, but take some time to refocus focused what this podcast is really all about. And so we're going to continue with our devotional podcasts even beyond Lent. And this week, it's Holy Week. And so I'm excited that we get to do this together as we prepare for Resurrection Sunday. There's some special things that we've produced that will be available throughout social media. They're Holy Week devotionals that will have some music on them, some scripture reading, and then some questions that you can talk about with your family together. And so pay close attention to our social media channels, to our website, fbcowasso.org, and you'll be able to pick those up and discuss those with your family and with some friends. And as always, I hope through this season of social distancing that you will recognize that just because we're practicing social distancing, it doesn't mean that we can, that we have to miss out on spiritual intimacy. This is a great season for spiritual intimacy. And it's one of the reason why, reasons why we wanted to, to adjust the focus of these devotionals just a little bit. First off, we want you to know that a devotional is something that you can do any day. It's why we've made the devotional simple. We read a little scripture, we make some observations about that scripture, and then we pray that scripture back to our Heavenly Father. And that's the pattern that we're going to continue because we hope that that's something that you do every day. Here's how things are going to change just a little bit. Over the next several weeks, we're going to begin looking at the books of 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, and there's a reason for that. The the city of Thessalonica was one of the very first cities that Paul and Silas visited on their missionary journeys, and so a lot of uh, a lot of brand new believers came to faith in Christ in Thessalonica very close to that time when Paul began his missionary journeys. And so you see in the books of 1 and 2 Thessalonians, we see some of Paul's earliest teachings to the believers, to people who were new believers. And one of the things that was taught in Thessalonians that's very interesting is the people in Thessalonica, they were just, they longed for the day that Christ would return. And so there were, there were some things that Paul wanted to challenge them to do as they were waiting for Christ's return. And in the book of First Thessalonians, one of the things that he challenges them to do is to simply stay on target. This faith that you've been building, this faith that's been growing in you, that Christ has placed in you, stay on target, stay focused on what your faith is all about. And then in 2 Thessalonians, he begins to say to them, you need to work while you wait. Don't just stay on target, but recognizing that Christ will someday return. While you're waiting for his return, you can stay on target and you can work while you wait. Work not for the purpose of earning your salvation, but work in such a way that is worthy of the salvation that you've been called to. Work in a way that brings glory and honor to God, not because you're trying to earn his favor, but because you already have it out of of appreciation to him. you would just continue to honor him through the way that you obey him. And so I was just thinking through this time when so many people are safe at home, when we're quarantined from one another, when we're separated from one another through social distancing, we can still grow in spiritual intimacy as we stay on target and then beyond staying on target as we work while we wait, as we look for opportunities to use who we are and what we have for the benefit of others, as we look for ways we can honor God by serving the people in our family and by sharing the gospel with those around us, whether that's online or in person or, or in, in whatever context that God gives us. And so we're going to start today with the book of First Thessalonians. And I like to read about a paragraph at a time. I feel like that's kind of the natural, that's the natural 
thought process in scripture that if I would take a paragraph at a time, I can see, I can see the beginnings of the context there. And so I can go from the context of the paragraph to the context of the chapter, to the context of the book that it's in. And then the, which covenant is it in the old Testament or the new Testament. And then in the, in the context of the entire scripture. And so we're going to read today, beginning in first Thessalonians chapter one, and we're going to read that first paragraph, which is really just the first few verses. It's verses one. Let's see. It's verses one through six, I believe. Actually, one through five is what it will be. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to First Thessalonians chapter one. We'll read verses one through five. And it says this, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of hope, and patience of love in our Lord Jesus Christ. In the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake." That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And there's just so many things to be noticed in that, in that very first paragraph. And one of them is just the, just the greeting that Paul gives, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. It's to the church in Thessalonica. And, and he says to you, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's the way Paul often started most of his letters, that he would offer to the people that he was writing to grace and peace. And I've often wondered what it would be like if we could be those people wherever we go and whatever it is, whether at work or whether it's at home, whether we're safe at home, whether out in the community, can we be the people where everywhere we go, grace and peace follow after. They follow after because God has filled our lives with grace and peace. And now here we are being the ones who can offer grace and peace to one another. And then what he, what he expresses in verse two, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you all in our prayers. Man, as I think about my church family, I don't, know, I don't know where you attend church, but I hope you get to attend church with people like I attend church with. Because when I think about the people of my church, the First Baptist Church in Owasso and the Calvary campus and just the scope of who we are everywhere we are, every time I think of the people of this congregation, I can't help but give thanks to God for them all. Um, even during this time of, of social distancing, I've seen the people of our church rise up to help one another, to, to actively move into their community in a way that, that as safe as possible allows them to help people through the mission. There's food being given away and it's being given away in a way that's safe and that's healthy and that, that, protects, the, that protects people as it happens. There's people who are meeting one another's needs online and in just in creative ways. I, I just heard this morning of a man who's trying to work a five million dollar deal to get face masks to the parts of our nation that need it most. He's actively working for that purpose right now. And it's just amazing to hear all that happens. And so it's easy for me to stand with Paul when he says, we give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers. And here's the reason why he's able to do that. It's verse three, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now, at some point, and I don't remember who preached this this passage, but I've got a note in my Bible about verses three and verses five when it talks about the work of faith, the labor of love, and the patience of hope. And it talks about how this is, those are an example of justification, sanctification, and glorification. The work of faith, it's a completed work. It is what salvation is. It's that moment on the cross that we're gonna get to celebrate on Resurrection Sunday, that Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And that's the reason why we can be forgiven. That's the reason why we can have a right relationship with God, that God did everything in his power, literally to move heaven and earth so that your sin debt and my sin debt can be wiped away. And now he's made it just as though we have never sinned. That's what justification is all about. That's that work of faith. It's the faith that God has in us because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. He stands in our place. And the next it says, that's the work of faith, the labor of love. Well, the labor of love is sanctification. That's the work of service. It's actually, if you think about what labor is for a woman who's giving birth, it's a labor, it's a work of pain. And Christ went through all of that pain. He went through all of that suffering so that his work might be made perfect and complete in you. That's the sanctification process. And I'm just reminded that, that the Bible teaches us that God disciplines the, one that, the ones that he loves. And so there are these moments when we go through struggles. There are moments when we face temptations and it's just hard to overcome the temptation and it feels like work. And sometimes it feels like pain as we're giving something up that in the past we loved, but now we recognize that there's someone that we love even more and that's Jesus Christ. And so we go through this work of pain, which is that work of sanctification. It's the pain that Christ went through that he's now placing into us to perfect us, to make us exactly what God intends for us to be. He's remaking us and reshaping us into the image of Christ. So the work of faith is justification. The labor of love is sanctification. And then we've got patience and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. That patience of hope, well, that, that's the future. That's waiting for future fun. That's the glorification, the idea that someday we get to see God face to face. And as we do, that is the patience of our hope. And you know, right now, I can't help but think that each one of us has this patience of hope, not simply for an eternal glory that is to come, but for that moment when the safer at home restrictions are lifted, for that day that we all get to come back together to worship physically in the same location together, to sing his praises, to hear his word taught, to share communion together through the Lord's Supper. That is gonna be a glorious day and a great opportunity. I can't wait for it. I'm so thankful for what we get to do today, but how glorious will it be on that day when we get to stand together and do those things together? And then there is coming a day well beyond this one when all of us will be standing in heaven in front of our heavenly father doing that exact same thing. Face to face, we'll get to sing his praises. We'll get to know the word face to face and we'll get to be, and we'll get to experience what worship Worship without anything in between us and God really looks like. And the reason why verse five is important in all of this, those three points that, that, that it's sanctification, justification, sanctification, and glorification, as you see in verse five, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power. What's that the power of? What's the power of justification? The completed work of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross at Calvary and in the Holy Spirit 
Well, that's the work of what the Holy Spirit is doing in us right now. That's sanctification. He's, he, the Bible says that, that the Holy Spirit, that he convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, that he's moving in us and through us to complete us in Christ. And then finally, and in much assurance, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. Well, what is the assurance? Well, that's us waiting for future glory, for glorification, the patience of hope. That verse five ends, as you know, what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Well, we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We know what God has done for us. And so this week today, I hope that you will walk in the satisfaction of knowing Christ that you will recognize that you've been justified, that through what Christ has done for you on the cross at Calvary, that it is, you have been made just as though you have never sinned. And now he is working out his salvation in you and through you, maybe some days even in spite of you, but his Holy Spirit is doing this remarkable work in you to complete you. And then there will come this day when we are complete and we stand face to face with our heavenly father. And that is glorification, that process by which we are able to stand in the presence of our heavenly father and praise him forever and live in an in intimate fellowship with him forever. So that's what 1 Thessalonians 1 verses 1 through 5 say. So let's take a moment to just pray that back to our heavenly father. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that in this moment today that we can stay on target and you have helped us with that through your Holy Spirit. So thank you for the way you've justified us by your Son and you're sanctifying us by your Spirit so that someday we can stand face to face with our Heavenly Father and glorify your name. So I pray that we wouldn't wait for some kind of hereafter for those moments to happen, that in the here and now that we would honor you with our words, with our actions, with our choices, with our attitudes, that we would worship you in spirit and in truth, not simply through music, but through our entire lives. So Father, thank you for these moments. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I'm so glad you made time to join us today. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch future episodes and you can help us connect with more people by rating and reviewing this episode or pressing like, leaving a comment or sharing with a friend. You can also catch more devotional thoughts every day through our partner podcast, Follower of One, available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the platform.